Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations, where we invite our hosts and guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. This season, we're also looking forward to engaging more with our audience, hearing your enlightened views, and answering questions and topics you would like us to weigh in on. Today's episode is hosted by Michelle Lightworker. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. I have the wonderful Katrina Starr all the way over from Sedona in the USA joining us. Welcome, welcome. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you, Michelle. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you've got all that snow around you and um, we've got like, you know, summer down here and it's uh, down under. <laughs> and it's just, uh, but it's so lovely just to be able to um, have that sort of, I guess, that feeling of unity where it doesn't matter where you are in the world, it just feels like you're right right next to me and we're having having a nice connection and, and a chat today um, about some extraordinary things, I hope. Hmm, yes, extraordinary, please. That would be fantastic. <laughs> I, I'm grateful for this connection. I mean, I've known you for many years on Facebook, so it's grateful. I'm just glad to be in this space right here right now. It's, it's so yummy. I, I, I can feel the energy already. And for those of you who don't know uh, Katrina, Katrina Starr is an alchemist supporting extraordinary relationships for men and women. And Katrina's work is described as life-changing with clients reporting both immediate and long-term results. Her approach goes beyond traditional therapy or coaching methods, and she uses quantum intelligence to tap into clients' energetic or quantum field. Her eight years of dedication, skill, and expertise have an intention of active listening, empathy, trust building, and tailored support, which has helped thousands overcome emotional pain, anxiety, addictions, and self sabotaging patterns and Katrina is also an international best-selling author and podcaster of Love the Destroyer and The Elemental Lifestyle and she also has a group on Facebook called The Alchemy of Extraordinary Men which I feel is so important to highlight uh, in establishing equality in our society today today alongside so many of us extraordinary women now emerging from our chrysalis so welcome Katrina. Oh thank you I can feel the love and the connection yeah yeah it's really yeah, it's awesome really and awesome. I, I love it when people work specifically with like women because they feel women need support they need that um place that they feel safe and and those kind of things but I have a special place in my heart for men um just just from the point of view of being a stepmom and also having a brother and all that to 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 men and and young young men growing into young boys growing into men and having that um, feeling of equality and of love and support and safety, I feel creating those places does help us to germinate people's extraordinariness, if that's a word. <laughs> yes, the germinating, isn't it? The the unfolding and it's it's an honor to work with the men that I have in the past five years I continue to work with women as well and couples my heart is also really connected to the place of what's happening for men today mm-hmm. in our society and what's creating a lot of the um huh, the disconnection and also a lot of the heartache and and the trauma. So I'm my focus is to help humanity to yeah. feel connected, to be in union, to know themselves so they can be that place of a safe container for themselves and for others. Yeah. And without that safe container, it's it's really hard to create connections um i think that that's one of the biggest things as extraordinary women that we can learn to accommodate today in society for the healing of uh, the generational potentially systemic heal, uh, um, healing of, of issues that men face today especially from unhealed mothers um back in the 60s who 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 were really un, unaware of their extraordinariness 
and we're parenting boys from that place and create we're creating this this you know switched off uh, male um, that that we're hoping we can encourage a more holistic um, parenting style that encourages boys to see sharing their vulnerabilities as a strength rather than a, a weakness. Mm, yes. You know, as you're sharing this, what's what what I'm touching into is the safe container. What can feel safe for a man doesn't necessarily feel safe for a woman. Mm-hmm. And what feels safe for a woman doesn't necessarily feel safe for a man. I love you saying so, that. Mm. Right? Mm. Yes. Yeah, yes. deep, deep learning there. I was doing really market research on a dating app just to kind of get the the vibe for men, right? And see what's going on yeah. for that. And like really kind of get in the trenches. And it's not easy dating apps. I mean, I'm I I was on there for a week and a half. I've never been on one before except for Facebook for like 4 days when I was trying to build up my confidence to even be able to communicate with men mm-hmm. because I was working through trauma um right. in my own marriage. So I was just trying to like, okay, I can do this, right? Yes, yes. And and four days of that, I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm not doing that. <laughs> and and then this time, I I did this just in this past week and a half because I felt inspired to find the places where we can connect that feel safe yep. for everyone. Yeah, and. What I've learned is we have very distinct things that I noticed what feels safe for women traditionally that actually does not feel safe for men. And just in this dating app, in this scenario. So I noticed a lot of like stuff coming up for me where I really had to like have my barriers, my, my boundaries really, really strong. And also try to maintain openness. And that's very challenging. Very challenging. To feel like you can be open, right? Mm. To actually, without having to have a really strong guard up. Whereas men in that, I could feel like they would just come in. They could care less what the response was really, right? Like they just come in. It's They're very focused. So for them, it gives them a very focused place. And I think that creates a lot of safety for them. Mm-hmm. And then when there's an invitation to go outside of the app, uh, it's like a complete, nope, I can't do that. Whereas I think women traditionally feel safe in actual physical connection. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. Just just my, like literally from my own personal experience, because I, I met my husband through a dating app um, 16 years ago, and my rules were that, I don't chat with people on the app. I, I sure just do an introduction and then do a phone call. And that phone call, if that was feeling like a connection, it would be one phone call. And then it would be a short meetup in a public space, like a cafe, to see if I wanted to, you know, book a date or something like that. And so I 100% agree with what you're saying. For me, it was, um, very important to have that physical connection and not just do the whole let's chat like all day all night and just do a whole kind of I guess a back and forward dopamine surge you know it, it was more about like genuine connecting like let's see if we really align yeah and I think you bring up a really valid point because what I'm noticing well at least in my experience in my own perception in my own experience and everybody's experience is different, but my experience really showed me that um, the invitation to actually like connect in a real human way, it can be very terrifying for men. And there has been a lot of places where I don't think that men feel safe when there is a possibility of um, more than just a friendship, right? I, I think that they, that they, it, it opens up a lot. I think they feel very vulnerable to right. be honest. So it's really yeah. interesting, right? Where, what, 
where do we each feel vulnerable? Mm. What, what is that place of vulnerability, right? And how yeah. are we able to find the connection for us to be able to actually engage in meaningful conversations? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and do you, do you get a sense of um, what might be creating that vulnerability in men um, in that physical kind of realm being on the dating scene? So, you know, it's interesting, like just in some of the experience that I've seen, um, there are some crazy, crazy people like that mm. really are not safe. So mm. um, I think, you know, there's this thing I think uh, the more light you radiate you know if if you're really like a strong presence you're authentic that's a huge draw and it can draw in a lot and I think that men don't have a lot of the tools that are needed to be able to have discernment wow to really to really be able to navigate okay is this actually a like a healthy connection Mm. Or is this connection, you know, a place where there can be trauma or, um, you know, some actual uh, places of violence where they've experienced, you know, um, whether it's, you know, emotional or physical, right? Um, But so I just think that there's a lot here that, and also, it's also like being authentically true. Why are you on the dating app? Are you going by your real name? right? Are you really being honest with what's your intention? And this goes for anything, right? Like this is not just about dating. This goes for any type of what's your intention Mm. in connection. Yeah. And, um, I, I feel that men, because of, you know, as children, a lot of them haven't had those places of safe, healthy, containers that allow them to be vulnerable so Mm. they don't really have muscles yeah to um to have strong discerning understanding of how to navigate those areas where they can be vulnerable and to actually show up vulnerably yeah and Um, so they use they use uh avoidance tactics um instead to um like be act as a buffer like sometimes that could be the drinking or the gambling or the um affairs or the work or the you know all the sort of addiction style things that kind of create some kind of level of a buffer I guess you could say like an energetic buffer to feeling um so that they don't feel unsafe and I think what I'm hearing as you're as you're talking is that men don't really trust themselves with their vulnerability. No, and isn't that heartbreaking? It's heartbreaking. And, okay, we're generalising here, and sorry, folks, but we are diving into generalisations, but as a society we have to actually talk about some of these, you know, big pandemics of these kinds where, where, where how do they start? You know, we, we're exploring scientifically how the virus starts with the COVID. Not, you know, we, it's important, I think, to forensically take a look at why, why, why do you know people turn to addictions? You know, having been an addiction counsellor for so many years, I, I specialise in love, love addiction and, and, and avoidance cycles. Um, and, and one of the most common things that people who were love addicts and and addicted to their partners would say is that you know they're afraid of we we knew like yeah same um we knew that they were they they knew that they're aware that there was a fear of abandonment there you know and but they didn't realize that what they really needed was to develop a relationship with themselves and so the underlying fear the unconscious fear was a fear of intimacy was really of connecting like on a genuine level on an imperfect level because they put someone on a pedestal so that that doesn't work but from the avoidance side of things the thing that they were really aware of was the the avoiding they were aware that that they they were avoiding and that they didn't want to be close they had some He's on connecting. They, they, they were aware of that, but what they didn't realise was that their underlying fear, and this is why a lot of men suicide when their partners leave them after a long period of time, 
is that their underlying fear was a fear of intimacy. Sorry, it was sorry, it was a fear of abandonment. So they weren't aware that when that person left, there was this big gaping hole that potentially that person had actually filled. And they weren't aware that of those feelings and that pain that comes from that massive loss and that they just couldn't cope with it and just needed to exit. And what I'm hearing you say in all of this is that because they hadn't built that um, relationship with themselves, that trusting relationship, that internal parenting that says it's safe to feel, it's safe to share, it's safe to um, connect with yourself, trust yourself, because they hadn't had that on board, that's a precursor to that deep depression that can happen that somebody then goes and suicides. Would you kind of agree with what I'm saying with that? Yeah, I I mean, I see it a lot. Like I, I'm kind of like the person that's called, you know, in crisis situations um, when other things have been tried and seems like um, there's not a way to resolve these addictions. Um, and a lot of it is just about the love, allowing love to come through and the withholding yeah. of love from ourselves. I think is so ingrained as children. Um, we are terrified of our own capacity to love. And, you know, we're, we're told you're too much, you're too big, you're too loud, you know, all these things. And I, that's uh, blocking. We're start, we start to prevent love, right? We, we prevent those deep connections with ourselves. And then we start to play the role that someone else wants us to, right? In order to fit in. And then, and then we're avoiding, we're avoiding ourselves. We're exactly. avoiding our own truth. And then what shows up in our life, in our adult relationships, we're going to avoid the deepest places of connection, vulnerability, intimacy, um, and that's heartbreaking. And, and in hindsight, you know, I look at my own marriage of 20 years and it it's, I can see the patterns of where I was addicted to that relationship. Yep. Right. And there was also a, like, we didn't know how to let go. We didn't know how to create a healthy, really healthy, deep rooted connection. Mm. and we didn't and you know there was there was a moment where it was like I think this was in um 2017 it was like okay are we gonna get it it was 2018 are we gonna get a divorce and it's like no we can't do that we were we were just like we can't do that right Mm. and then it's just the ability to start to build your own muscle with yourself to start to allow yourself to feel to start to be really honest. What does this feel like? Do I like this? Do I not like this? You know, and it, when you start to get curious about your own self, then it starts to bring up where there's very much a mismatch. Um, if you know, you can see the mismatch and then that's where a lot of stuff can go south and depression, suicide, um, abuse, there can be lots of different things that happen. And that's really where my compassion for myself, you know, in my journey, my compassion for men, because I, I got to actually see that, that destructive downfall mm-hmm. for both of us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they say like men, women want connection. Yes. Women want connection. Men also really desire to know, I think what, how they can connect with themselves and trust themselves. Yeah. That right there to me, I think when a man knows how to connect with himself first and foremost, that is the most attractive, amazing thing, because then he can hold space for whatever comes up, whatever trauma is shared, whatever thing comes into his field, 
he can be able to have discernment around that. Okay. Is that my trauma? No, that's not my trauma, but I can have space and have compassion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not taking it personally. He's not taking it personally. He's not making your reality about who he is as a person. And instead of having those, those walls up where he's completely disconnected, um, um, he's not also having his walls completely down and just taking everything on and then throwing it back because he's angry at what you you said made you feel the way you felt. He's just saying, "Oh, okay, you've been triggered. Um, let's 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 unpack that. What's happening for you? Like, how can I help support you with that? What do you need to do for yourself to take care of yourself? How do we need to rethink about sensitivities around that moving forward together? What kind of language do you need to hear? You know, there's all these things that he could be saying instead of just taking it all personally and making it all about him and then getting angry and <laughs> and throwing it back you know and and that's where uh, that's like the deepest place of compassion and love mm-hmm. for us yeah, right as human humanity oh it's right? amazing it's so beautiful and then we are able to actually like literally just blossom and feel safe and not worry and uh, not walk on eggshells and it takes away that element of that DV element where you're walking on eggshells all the time, afraid that someone is going to react to any kind of feeling you've got going on. And it just heals that trauma as well um, because you're right. It does start with people feeling safe with themselves. It really does. And um, I don't think that's talked about enough, to be honest. I really don't. I think we're, we're really... We're really tapping on something here. I mean, people talk about loving themselves and they talk about self-worth all the time, but people don't really talk about, do I feel safe with me? I like I, that is so huge. And I think, you know, in mm. the ending of my relationship, one, one of an amazing uh, person that I know, a man, he was like, you know, the responsibility of a partner is to, it's not about an external threat. It's about, are they able to keep you safe from themselves? Mm. Right. So in order for men or women or anybody to be able to not be a threat to someone else, you have to feel safe with yourself. Mm. And, you know, because the, yes, there's external threats. Yes, there's Rob. Yes, there's things like that. And it's nice to have, you know, a man present, but the real threat is actually how they manage their own anger and depression and how they're able to trust themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And what you are going back to what you were um, talking about before, where you were saying, you know, we take on these roles that, like people please and and um, to get us I guess to get our strokes from somewhere you know our self-esteem strokes when we're when we're growing up and and we we tend to we'll, we'll gravitate towards kind of like polarizing ourselves over to some place where we know we can get our strokes whether that's achieving or being a comical person or being a people pleaser or being the caring one or being the rebel, at least we're getting attention, you know, the the the, the scapegoat of the family. And I, I do believe that those those roles, those initial roles are addictions because we're so well, they're so in our DNA, they're so hard to let go of when you want to be a whole person and you come to realize, oh my God, I've been people pleasing all my life or I've been an achiever all my life. And that's how my whole identity now. And I think they're they're there to a point, see, I think to keep us safe so we feel safe. <laughs> but the, the, the downside of that is it's ripping us off from all the other characteristics. So technically we don't feel safe at all with the whole of who we are. And so in, in, in saying that, when it comes to what we're talking about with a, a relationship, we want to feel safe with all the parts of ourselves, not just the parts that we hide behind. Um, so that therefore, when our partner is going through any of, of, of all of their parts, we can not feel threatened or react, that we can trust that we feel safe with those parts of ourselves. And I also think adding on to that, when we react to our partner, that's just more about our unhealed wound than it does about our partner. And if we can 
automatically shift into that and go, oh, okay, I've been triggered. What is this about me that I need to actually feel more safe with and understand and get curious about? Then that changes the whole dynamic of the blame game and the, that doesn't go, that goes nowhere in relationships, right? No, that the blame and the anger cycle. I mean, that's a lot of, I've been blessed to work with couples and moving through shame and anger. And it's amazing when they're actually able to really understand, oh, I'm, you know, getting, I'm getting a reward for blaming you. And then you're also getting, receiving a reward, a reward <laughs> for me blaming you. It's like this vicious cycle, you yeah, know, and it's quite demented really. When I think about it, it is <laughs> actually very demented. And, you know, I just helped a divorced couple with a conversation yesterday. And it's so interesting yeah. how easily that dynamite just gets ignited. Yeah. It's just like one word will just immediately set off a lot of internal feelings where, um, it creates a very unsafe mm. situation it can yeah. right and yeah. that's why some that's why you we need support yeah. basically in order you know in these places of unraveling all of this this enmeshment codependency these places of avoidant yeah um we we need support we need to be shown that connection is healthy that it's okay to have it's okay to ask for support and it's okay not to know what to do. It's okay to show your mess in a safe container, right? Yeah. Where there is um, guidance and support to help to navigate that because a lot of times we didn't get to feel any of that when we were younger. Yeah, exactly. It's it's like it, it is a bit like exercising a muscle to be able to do that. <laughs> Different kind of gym, <laughs> um, but you know, I I feel like like where this is all leading um, is that often we think that in life, to, in order to be extraordinary, we really have to push ourselves, we have to try, and we have to work hard, and that's very yang. That's very yang, and very pointy and very straight and linear. But what I'm hearing is when we provide that support for ourselves and also our partners, we bring out the extraordinary in ourselves and our partners because what we're doing is we're allowing the sacred feminine, which is very yin and very like it embodies and supports, to actually allow the extraordinary to rise. It's, it's like hand in hand, you've got both energies of masculine and feminine intertwined rising up the extraordinariness does vertically rise but it it's not alone it's it's got it's got sort of this this beautiful magic weaving through it if you like i really think that that is what is has been missing and i didn't realize what's possible like i have an amazing relationship now um that i've been cultivating for three years and mm. it's it's taken a while right to understand what's mm. healthy not healthy and that rising energy that place of the yin yang of the complete um it's the completeness in me right like i am complete in my yin and yang yes and my partner is also complete in their own yin and yang and they understand that um if if i'm experiencing something where i'm melting like that was me last week i was going through some interesting places and I allow myself to feel, I allow my kids to also be in those places of experiencing, allowing, we're all supporting each other in these beautiful ways. Right. And I think that, um, the more that we have those muscles of acceptance. Yeah. Acceptance. Really point. I right. It's such a huge point. Just acceptance, just non the non it's not about, um, understanding sometimes, do you know, like, Sometimes, like when you're even going through it, what the hell? Like I don't even know, right? Like what? But it's okay. I don't have to know. Like you know, and it's nice to be able to feel like your partner is is okay with that in themselves for you too and themselves, so that right. you can kind of not be in a rush. You know, you can kind of okay. We don't know, but we're here. <laughs> I think isn't that that is that's beautiful. 
that is beautiful mm-hmm. when you are in a relationship and the other person mm-hmm. is not rushing you. You're allowing your space and your time to be able to evolve. You don't have to know the answers. You know, you're you're allowing the you're still allowing deep connection, right? Like you don't have to know what the process is or what it is. Like I, even yesterday, one of my, my coach was like, so what do you think? I'm like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what's going on. I don't have the answer, but I'm still experiencing it and allowing it. Right. And, um, it's coming through, it's evolving, right. Each day is a, a new awareness, a new understanding for me. And, um, and I will always share that. Like I'm, I haven't arrived anywhere. I'm on this journey, experiencing this life. And I think that's what the biggest thing that I hope with my clients is there's no arrival. You're not arriving to the top of a mountain where everything is great. What you're doing is you're gaining tools and awarenesses and muscles to be able to navigate whatever shows up for you in your life. Cause we right? continue just to like grow anyway. So it's not like if anybody's got that sort of goal, I've have to arrive and I have to be perfect. It's kind of, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot before you start because the joy of not arriving gets more joyful as you go. Cause it's like so lovely to have all those skills that you're talking about and experience life in, in a way that's imperfect, but beautiful and fun. And so there's, it's- it doesn't, it's not bad actually not arriving. It's actually quite un, un, unreal because it means it's like so adventurous. Like life's a continual adventure, right? Oh my God. It's like, you know, the most magical things that you'll ever look back on is when you didn't know what mm. it was, right? And you can go, wow, I took yeah. a risk. I allowed this place of experience or curiosity, right? Like I don't like, yeah. I was thinking, I was just sharing with my kids. We went um, to this little town above Rome and we didn't know we, there was this event and we just were, we were going to go. We showed up late at the train station. It was all, it was closed. There was no taxi. There was no, we didn't even know how to get to the place. So we, you know, it's an adventure that we yeah. remembered. Yeah. And once we got to the place, it was like, oh, this is not what we want to be at. We have to find a hotel. <laughs> so at one in the morning, you know how small towns in Italy, you can't find nothing's open. So yeah. thank God there was this guy that helped us and we got to a hotel, but we, you know, we arrived to the thing that we thought we wanted. We got mm-hmm. there and we were like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's that whole process. And I think for, I think the most beautiful thing, and I just want to emphasize for women, I struggled. I hated it. I really did. Like, I mean, really when somebody said, Oh, enjoy the process, enjoy the journey. You know, I was like, no, I want to get to that place where I feel really great and amazing. And I'm always like, you know, empowered. And I like, that's what I wanted. And I think my work with women is really helping them to show them that that's an illusion. And that is, that's, that's not going to help. Yeah. your partner. No, and it's it definitely won't. not going to help your kids. Cause you step into, as you learn what happens and this happened to me, you step into spiritual elitism with everyone. And, you know, I just remember I I'd gotten into recovery from my eating disorder. I had spent a couple of years in there, I'd gone, gone to hundreds of meetings and all that stuff. And I knew all this stuff and I just wanted everybody to get their shit together. Okay. <laughs> that's kind of the interpretation I'm giving you of that was where my head was and so I had recovered to a point but what you're saying and I'm saying right now is that until you actually realize that knowledge is not the be all and end all it's the application it's the trust acceptance of the journey for everyone else it's it's not just about me it's about we it really is. And the, 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 the way is a reflection of me too. So if you're shitting me off, then I'm really not owning that aspect of me anyway. So they cannot be separated really. And we can only recover or resolve our uh, inner peace when we step into what you and I are talking about, which is, which is really honoring the process really honoring it. And, and I, I, look, I must admit, I have a lot of fun in, in today, 
like it's it's not heavy and and hard anymore um but it became a lot less heavy it could be heavy and hard because i have yeah i could I, i'm going to switch that around and say no it could be heavy and hard because i could be super hard on myself knowing what i know and then if i'm human i could come down on myself like a ton of bricks and say you should know better michelle you've learned this a long time you've been practicing you know i could be i could have those voices like um that used to be driving my eating disorder many moons ago now but they they could emerge and I could entertain them and allow them to sit there and say those things to me if at this point if I wanted to but I choose I choose to be in that acceptance and love of the process and for me and everybody else to see to see we're all on an evolving consciousness journey I loved what you said in your in your bio with regards to allowing people's consciousness to evolve sitting in that safe space with people allows that sort of unlocking of their consciousness it really does and if we can't do, if if anything that anybody takes out of here today what i'd love them to take out is to in order to be extraordinary you have to allow that um imperfection and that journey um every minute for the rest of your life a day at a time sure but just sign up for that because you'll make your life a lot easier because it doesn't matter it doesn't matter does it how much you know um you can create a living hell for yourself in in that moment if you if you don't apply that those things yes and you know you bring up such a valid point like I would say based right now for me today right if if I was going by the rules of society and whatever all the things that we were taught as a child I would I could be easily so hard on myself yeah for where I am right now Right. And well, why haven't you figured it out? Why are you, you know, these things, right. And it's like, even though things are really unsure right now in, in my life and that's okay. Like I accept the uncertainty because Mm -hmm. I know that as, as I keep allowing the process and keep releasing, letting go, finalizing my divorce, right being in these places of supporting my children, securing the place of where we want to live. I think that um, the being hard on myself, it was such an addiction that I really saw. Like it was really an addiction. Right. And so I'm helping my children to realize they're helping me as well. They're like, you're being hard on yourself. Find that gentleness, Mm -hmm. right. Find that. And so wow, we get to be the mess. We get to be a melting puddle. We get to be a strong, beautiful, you know, serene storm. I love that. Serene <laughs> strong, storm. beautiful, serene storm. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like we get to yeah. be all these things and I have never been as happy as I am right now. Yeah, it's so liberating and so secure at the same time uh, you know it's kind of irony isn't it there's, there's such a freedom but then there's such a sense of security inside of ourselves that we are safe because we're not attacking ourselves um, and we're starting to create when we stop doing that when we stop attacking ourselves um, we really notice it when people around us start attacking us um, and we don't we desensitize to it if we're doing it all the time to ourselves. So I think it's key, especially in unhooking from domestic um, violence relationships, um, is is to find a way to a safe way, safe with with uh, a therapist if you need to do some planning on it. But find ways you can feel safe within the relationship before you exit. Just so that when you exit, you know that you can cope and you can be, you're safe with you and you're not going to recreate that pattern for yourself when you leave or with other people in the future. Michelle, I'm so glad that you spoke on that because that's exactly the unraveling that I've experienced in my own journey, right? The, Mm -hmm. The domestic violence and really 
in that moment, it was like, okay, I didn't just like, I could have been hard on myself to say, well, why didn't you just leave in that moment? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In that moment, it would have created a lot of other things that I was not prepared for. And I didn't have the muscles or the support. Yeah. So my, our subconscious is so powerful, right? Like we, our subconscious makes decisions that we're not even aware of. And I know that my subconscious made a decision to, okay, start taking steps to create the safety within myself and within the places of supportive network with others, like reaching out to a lot of different people. And I think the more that we ask for support, it creates that safety. It's okay to ask support. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I taught my kids from a very young age, always have five people that you can tell anything to and they won't judge you. And if you haven't got five, that's okay. Just just make it your priority to get those five people as soon as possible. You know, like just work at that. That's your job. You know, you make sure you you work at that in your life. And so I think that that's kind of, it's a necessity to be a responsible human being to make sure that you don't, you, you don't ever think you're so superhuman, you'll never need someone that you can just, say everything to that will totally hold space for you and understand and love you um so 100% it's part of our growing up to love ourselves to do that to have those people and that's kind of the trust that mm-hmm. circles back to the trust right that's yeah. when we trust ourselves to have those types of connections where we can just melt and we can, you know, be supported and have a mirror of reflection of our power and to just show us, I think that's where we get to really trust ourselves even deeper. That's right. Cause we don't have to be perfect. We can fall apart if we need to, we can. And, and when we talk about fall apart, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're in the space of awareness that we're talking about, you're not falling apart and going you this and you that to everyone around you, you're, you're having a, 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 an internal um, emotional um, overwhelm, heightened responses, triggers and things like that, that you know you don't want to do that. So that's why you need people around you that you can say, hey, can I just do a, we used to call it a Koei dump and just <laughs> a few of my clients said, oh, yeah, we, we call it a Koei dump. Can I, can I just do a Koei dump? Yeah, just do do a vomit, you know, and someone that you can just vomit it out to what's going on. You don't have to edit yourself. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to try and articulate your sentences. You can just say it how it is and how you're feeling from every part of you without them judging you for it and just saying, okay, I'm here for you. What do you need from me? You know, it's so beautiful, Michelle, to kind of go back to where we were at the beginning. I mean, this is just an encouragement for all of us who are here today. And just to like be able to have, as you say, the five, but don't just have it be one gender, have it be, you know, people that you can just, that you know, that you can dump with and you're starting to build the muscle of feeling safe in those places. Um, and to just be able to have that strength. I think, honestly, men really just, this is a, a shout out, have that in your life. Create those five contacts where you can just dump and like really have at least one of those be a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Get all perspectives. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. And it, it and I kind of just want to speak a little bit about, you know, what we think a man is, right? Like, oh, give this masculine, keep it all together, do these things, have everything in line. But that, you know, that creates just more and more shame. Um, and I think for for men, that illusion is is showing that suicides are the yeah. result of that, yeah. right? And that there's so many different types of containers for support. There's not just the, you know, the really amazing brotherly containers where it's just all men. There is lots of other places of support. And I think it's really important for us to just be able to know that. Yeah. That we can have unique places of support, something that you may never thought of um, as a place to help you unravel and uh, address these places that are actually really frustrating and 
<laughs> debilitating for us as humanity. Yeah. And I think I want to point to the fact that as well as having friends that that will just not judge every part of you, but they'll, they'll also build you up and they'll recognise that that your your extraordinary self, you know, your higher self, you you know, the part of you that that is here with a purpose, uh, you know, the part of you that has has um, that is emerging, that that has needs to speak about like the bigger picture and all those things that, that, that there is that and that they can they don't feel threatened by it and then they're not, when when it's unsure of itself sure because it's just emerging, it's not being put down and squashed and that it's those people that they celebrate with you. So when you're winning, and that's a good so- signal for you if you're looking for a friend that that you you feel oh that they're, they're there for all the the the, the crappy shit, <laughs> but then the minute I do okay, they're like oh I don't know like no 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 like like look for people that go oh really tell me more and and what how's it going what are you doing and they get excited when you're succeeding and you're making those leaps in the in the direction of your authenticity. Yes, like the celebration, because I think sometimes we are not able to really see our own power and, um, you know, where our own strengths, especially if we're navigating interesting areas um, in our life. And it's so important to just have that strong reflection. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And so, um, what are you up to? Like, so you are you are you you're in Sedona and you're traveling and. Are you looking, are you, are you just doing a bit of let's go in here and see how we feel? Do we want to settle here? What are you up to? Yeah, it's been an interesting process. Um, so I, the, the divorce unraveling all of that, that was interesting. Right. And so, um, we did, I did really bonded with my children and I was able to have some places of travel with them within, um, California over the last 18 months, kind of trying to figure out where it is that we want to land. And, um, we thought we're like going back, we went back to the San Francisco Bay area Mm -hmm. and, um, I still had some unresolved trauma, some interesting trauma showed up for me. We were, uh, I thought I had it all figured out, right? Like a great house. Like it seemed like the people were were the right mix. Like it was all this, right? And I just wanted it to happen, Mm -hmm. right? But the universe was like, no, you have this unresolved trauma from when you were five. You need to let out that resentment, that rage, that energy, like it's got to all come out, right? And so I had safe containers to be able to do that. And I kind of got spit out of the Bay Area. (laughs) Yeah, interesting. Wow. Right? So, and that was such an interesting thing for me because that touched the abandonment wound Mm -hmm. for me again, right? Because usually I always thought abandonment was when someone left you, but I got to see where abandonment is also when you feel like you're forced out of something that you really want, right? Mm -hmm. So I got to feel that and touch that. And so um, we've been just in a wonderful place with, I invested in these timeshares. And so we've been kind of bouncing around and figuring out uh, our next steps. And so I, my thought is we're going to re-enter into the Bay area. Mm -hmm. That's my plan. And we'll see how that goes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's interesting just to have that willingness on board to see where, where you're guided to and, and keeping an open mind about that as well. And maybe that spitting out just maybe occurred to trigger that healing for you. Like it's interesting things that, you know, often, you know, trusting the universe is is a lot. It's, it's about that trusting the process of the unknown. It's about that leap of faith. It's about, you know, the universe has my back. It's like, but it's, a, it's an extension of ourselves too, isn't it? Like, you know, when we, when we kind of feel that. Um, so yeah, wow, big one. That's that sounds huge. It is. It's actually really big, and it's creating you know a place for where I really want to be, right? Like where I really want yeah. to lay my roots down, yeah. and where I really want my kids to be as well. And yep. also, what I find to be beautiful while I'm supporting my clients while I'm navigating these areas is that 
it helps them to see, right, that the process is okay. Yes. You know, it helps them to see, oh, she doesn't have it all figured out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and, and that that's, this is life. I mean, I will always look back at this time, I think, and just be, wow, I really trusted myself. Yeah. I trusted my intuition. And I also, um, had the muscles to be able to navigate uncertainty. It's extraordinary. That's extraordinary in itself. So, um, where can people, uh, grab onto your uh, beautiful tools, resources, advice, wisdom. Yes, I love it. So you can go to my website, katrinastar.com. That's S-T-A-R-R. You can actually book a variety of different um, chats with me. Um, I am all about connection. Yeah. And it's not about trying to um, give you something that, you are not aligned with um the places of what i see in this place of my support is to be able to really provide powerful support for those who are ready and who want to be able to receive that step into the door willingly yeah have that willing gauge right yeah like i want this right like this i want this place of embodiment and connection and understanding healthy relationships. So you can do that. And I also, um, I'm certified on heal.me and I am just grateful to be here in places of support. You can join. I have the extraordinary men community on Facebook. It's a private Facebook group. And I also have another community just like that offline. So if you don't want to be on Facebook, it's a great platform as well too. So all that information is on my website. Oh, so, so many beautiful offerings, Katrina. Thank you so much for joining us. And I really do feel like we've um, covered so many wonderful um, tools and tips and, and incredibly important topics to support men and women, like in their relationships t- together um, and, and in their relationship themselves. And that then benefits the greater society because you know healed people heal people really that isn't it true it's it's you know hurt people hurt people heal people heal people so and it's so and this is an invitation for anyone you know if you want to just join there's so many different places of reaching out for healthy containers of support to to be in the space where I support so don't feel intimidated you know take the step of just being in community yeah and being vulnerable is extraordinary and it's a part of the journey so allow allow yourself to step in and be extraordinary in that step as well so thank you so much Katrina for joining us today I've really enjoyed it it's been it's been quite moving and emotional for me internally like I can feel the tears um because I feel like there's a lot of a power in what we're talking about so thank you so much beautiful Thank you, Michelle. It's really lovely. I just really feel the depth of the ripple of what this is. Yes, I did too. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll uh, see you all next time on Enlightened Conversations. Take care and allow yourselves to be extraordinary.